1: You know what it is, welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, where we put the fun in functional fantasy content. I'm your host, the Spittin' Statistician, Dane Martinez, and with me, as always, is my man, Matty Modica. And Matt, we are now, you know, six weeks through. We've got by mageddon in my opinion, six teams on by, a lot of injuries to discuss. I'm about, I've got a lot of teams. I know you do as well, Matt. I am four and two. On some teams, I'm five and one in one team, but I'm also one and five on a bunch of teams as well. How are you doing so far? And like, does your approach change based on how you're doing so far or about a third of the way through the season?
0: I mean, I pretty much do an autopsy uh every Sunday night into Monday night. You know, I track like, the first four weeks, yeah. All my points. I have it in Excel on all my teams, it's a hell of a lot of teams, <laughs> and then I, I do, you know, I got weeks five and six. And you're just looking to see, are these teams progressing? And, you know, you want to have a certain amount of points. I mean, I, like I said, most of my leagues are points leagues based mm-hmm. where head-to-head is rewarded. So the bad thing about this week was, for the most part, there wasn't a lot of points. The previous right. two were a hell of, hell of a lot of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to admit that's when fantasy is at its best, when you know, a lot of points are being scored. I means your opponents are going to score a lot of points, too. But it makes it so much more enjoyable right. than, you know, scoring, you know, eking out like 129 was kind of like a good week sure. in certain instances.
1: I mean, it's the thing, like, even as a sports better, right? You always want to cheer for the over. It's hard when it's an under. Oh, yes. man, this was kind of an under week in the NFL. Can't do it. There were a lot of injuries, as usual, last week, and a lot of quarterbacks. Matt, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, uh, Josh Allen day to day with the shoulder, uh, potential QB twos like Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy G talk to me about some of the quarterback match unit that we're seeing. And where do you think for the resulting kind of skill players and weapons, if you have them on your fantasy team, where do you think is the biggest concern with some of these quarterbacks that are in the match unit after week six?
0: Uh, I mean, I think there's a a lot of concern. I mean, again, I play in mostly 20-man roster leagues. Yeah. But I've always been an advocate of, you know, drafting two good quarterbacks. That doesn't mean you draft a quarterback in the second and the sixth round. But when you get into those, you know, early teens sometimes Mm -hmm. or, you know, in that range, and there's somebody that's good or maybe a little later, I I want them on my team. You know, I got – some Allen and Tua, Tua was going in the 11th, 12th round, and even 13th earlier when I was drafted. And you know what? I, I like that. And, then, you know, the other teams, if you have Fields, I tried to get a good backup, which right. much as I want to believe, I still had worrisome fears there. And in some of these leagues, even in the four-point passing leagues, I, I'm rostering three quarterbacks, and it's three good quarterbacks. People are like, well, that's just stupid. That's insane. But I look, you know, Fields is down, so he's out. So now I got two quarterbacks. I don't know how long Fields is out, and I look at the waiver wire, and it's a wasteland. It is, you you know. And you have a huge advantage with the guys that can put up the points every week. I I mean, last year was the one year I didn't go heavy on the quarterback, and I swore I would never do that again. So you, you know, I think each team, you know, it's it's dependent. I got some teams with two really like stud defenses now. People sure. were dropping, you know, the Browns. Yep. I went aggressive. I knew people wouldn't be aggressive on them this week because they had San Fran. But I know week seven, if you have if you have the Jets, you have the Cowboys, they're bye weeks. Uh the, the 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 quarterbacks landscape, it's not even just the quarterbacks going down. It's like fields. A week ago, DJ Moore right. was a set it, forget it. You know, it right. looked like they had that rapport. He did have a couple of fourth quarter catches that kind of like saved his week. But it was a suboptimal week for him. I don't know how uh, this backup quarterback, who I call him Beignet, hello, is going to do with this offense. Um, You know, even in even the Raiders, Jimmy G Mm -hmm. he avoided a major injury, a real health scare. It looked like Uh, uh, he might only miss a week. But if you have Devontae Adams, if you yeah. have Jacoby Myers, who's been a blessing. urging. yeah. The guy has just been a beast pretty much
1: every week, except for maybe like one week. Uh, if you have DeAndre Hopkins, if you have Calvin Ridley, you know, what it means for uh, ETN even, you know, the ripple effect for the skill position players. Yes. i to consider yeah, I as mean, well. It's, uh, and the reason I'm always big on
0: having a, a good quarterback, like a Goff, you should be like targeting these guys, is because, you know. There's going to be injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like every running back I like this year has been hurt. I was drafting Barkley at the end of the first, early second. Dobbins. Bijan were my two targets there. Dobbins was a big guy for me. He goes down first game. He looked like he was going to smash this year. That offense, all that. Uh, A A becomes like a godsend, like like the next uh, CMC in the making. He's out, you know. Hopefully, he's back week eleven. You know, you got to try and salvage that. And just to uh, something, I just want to point out, like the little differences, like watching these games. And like I had to start Deonta Foreman in some leagues, and I even started Salvin Ahmed in some leagues. Believe it or not, because uh, you know it was rough. That RB two spot was uh, was rough, so. And the difference between those two guys, uh, Deontay Foreman finished with 7.7 points. He got tackled on the, like the half-yard line. Just missed getting in there. Next play, they did the quarterback sneak. Salvan Ahmed ended with like 12 and a half points. And the only reason he finished that high was because Brooks was in to do the mop-up duty. And Chris Brooks looked really good, I got to say. It was mop-up at the end of the game, but he looked really good. He got hurt. He hurt his ankle. They put him on the cart. Ahmed came in on like a third down just outside the 10 and ran it in for a touchdown. I was like, yes, you know, Mm -hmm. know, but that's the difference between a really good flex week where you threw somebody in that you were, and you got 12 and a half versus say seven and a half.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just the
0: little things like that.
1: It's absolutely true, Matt. You know, we, I used to talk to you about how like, the tight end position was almost touchdown dependent, but you could say the same thing, you know, kind of across the board, especially in that flex Mm -hmm. position and, you know, having a touchdown really changes the way it's viewed. I mean, I saw a note uh, on social media from one of our good friends, Mike Florio, who was talking about Darren Waller, Darren Waller, who's like, you know, within the top five in tight ends and targets and receptions, but because he doesn't really have the touchdowns, you know, his season for fantasy looks completely different. One of the guys you mentioned here is, um, is cmc and cmc also went down a lot you know san francisco in their loss to cleveland had cmc go down with a rib or an oblique kind of thing debo as well with the shoulder so talk to me about san francisco and uh two-part question one is what is the ripple effect for guys like kittle and Ayuk, guys who are already on rosters and should get more production more target share but then if you're looking to find the running back you know potentially on the waiver wire you've got mason and you've got Elijah Mitchell, right? Uh, Mason is only rostered in 6% of leagues. Mitchell only in about 28% of leagues. So these guys are available. You know, If you are looking to find one of these guys, which one of them, here's that secret word, Matt, which one of them would you prioritize if you had both of those San Francisco running backs kind of available for you on the waiver wire? Uh, I mean, Eli Mitchell seems to be their guy. They kind of say that.
0: He's never healthy. He can never stay healthy. Uh, I kind of like this Mason kid. I had a couple of shares last Wednesday when the waivers ran. Uh, I mean, based on what they're saying, it sounds like it's Mitchell, but I would not be afraid to go out there and get Mason. I don't know how they're going to do this if uh, CMC's out for you know a week or multiple weeks. Right. I would think they're both going to be involved. I don't think Mitchell's is going to be the bell cow. Mitchell has the longer track record, so I guess I got to side that way. But Mason looks pretty good. It seems like he's got a role here. You know, uh, I think you'll probably have a better chance at getting Mason if I. But if I had to sure. choose between the two, I'm I'm gonna go Mitchell just based on what they said and 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 the track
1: record. Right, makes. and like I guess the depth chart, right? Like yeah, Mitchell so started concrete. the season as being that guy who was supposed to be the understudy, the handcuff. I mean, you got to be careful because remember last week.
0: You know, I was saying I wound up getting him prior to last week's week. I got him that Saturday night before or that Wednesday as well for like, you know, 20 bucks or yep. 10 bucks DeMarcato. De and I was really kind of worried about that. I maybe started him in like one league because I, I I put him in a flex as I had to. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't confident that they were saying Ingram was the guy. And I just wasn't co- confident about that running game in, in, in particular anyway, about right. Connor and you know, so you, you you gotta be careful sometimes. But the Niners are the Niners. It's Kyle, uh, his offense. Crazy stat Jim Schwartz. I saw two different ones, I don't know which one's right, but he's like seven and oh versus Kyle's offenses. Oh, really? And eight and one. So I don't know which one it was, seven and oh or eight and one. They are what we thought they were. But he's got a really and they still should have won that game tonight. Oh, yeah, they still missed the field goal at the very end. I, I mean, they missed the field goal that that drive prior, I mean that third and ten. He did not hit him in the helmet. He did not go spearing
1: him. there has been a lot of show. touching of quarterbacks. I mean, that
0: was just that was that was a game changer right there. But you got to hit that field goal, Moody. Yeah, for you know, sure. You got it. You're a third round draft pick. It's a 41 mm-hmm. yarder. I know you're in Cleveland. It's not ideal conditions,
1: but you got to make that. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Uh, I, I do agree with that here. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, Cloud 10 Podcast Network, Dane Martinez and Matty Modica. Just to remind you, we've been talking about the buys this week, the Carolina Panthers and Adam Thielen, who's emerged, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans. We've been lauding their passing game. The Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets are the six teams that are on buys. So there's a lot of things to kind of consider here. As Just because well. you mentioned him,
0: yeah. I, I, I just don't want to go, just in case we don't touch on him. Adam Thielen, forget about it. has to be, I don't know how, how many leagues he was dropped. I know after week one, he had like two catches for nothing. Right, Forget about it. And I didn't draft him anyway. He was not a target of mine. And he got cut in like two of my big leagues. Hmm. And it's a reason why those two leagues are doing really well. And I, and I didn't even start him the first couple of weeks. But he's, I put well, the last few like weeks have been ridiculous. and stuff, and he's just you know dominating. It was like why we wide receiver three on the year, forget
1: about it. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. they
0: gonna keep throwing to him, and you know, he catches the ball, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a red zone target, so it's not a profile that I look for in any of that. But sometimes you just got to say, Hey, forget about
1: it. He gets a rest along with all the players on six teams this year. It'll be Green Bay and Pittsburgh coming back off of the bye. Remember, I always tell you to kind of do your due diligence on some of those guys. I want to ask you about another guy, though, uh, Matt, who you did kind of throw out there last week in advance. I remember you telling me that Zach Evans was a guy to think about, like, oh, if anything ever happened to Kyron Williams. And then what do you know? Williams is now dealing with an ankle injury. But I want to frame it to you this way you know, it's not like Kyron Williams is going to be gone for over a month, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So what level of investment do you make? Yeah, Zach Evans is going to be the guy this week. And if you need a one-week kind of fill-in for an injury or a bye week, I agree. I I would say, yeah, you know, spend up and get him because he's going to have that backfield. But how do you play something like that in the medium term or long term? Because fundamentally, Matt, I do not believe that Zach Evans, you know, come Thanksgiving, is going to be the lead dog in the Rams' backfield. So how do you adjust your priority or your fab? You know, how much are you spending for a guy like that that could be a shorter-term solution? Hello? Uh,
0: I wouldn't say, like, you know, break the bank on him. Say it's Zach Evans' backfield this week. If you need a win and stuff like that, like last week, I'll give a, for instance, Deontay Foreman's not a guy that I truly love. I think he's a good back. But it got to the point where I lost a chain. I lost Herbert, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm pretty big, heavy wide receiver guy to begin with anyway. So my running backs weren't really, you know, right. I, I needed a running back. And in the leagues where I had $800 or $900 still, I dropped like 400 on Foreman. Not something I wanted to do, but I'm like, I need to make sure I get this guy and I get him in there. And he, like I said, he just missed a touchdown where if he scores 13 and a half points, it looks a hell of a lot better than 7.7. Right. 7. But, you know, at some point, it's week seven. You got to get wins. You got to get points. You keep saying, you know, I wait for next week. I wait for next week. Hello. You play to win the game. Evans hasn't really gotten a shot this year. But if you look at the kids' tape, uh, you know, from college and stuff, he's an exciting type of player. And you put him in a McVay offense. And Mc- McVay, what was it? The start of the second half? They did seven, eight running plays a in row, a row right out the gate. They just totally, you know, that that was a game in the first half. And in the second half, they just pulled away. So, I mean, I'm interested in him. I'm kind of kicking myself because, you know, you, you can't just hold all these, like, you know, backup running backs on your roster. And I had to dump them mm-hmm. this week. And so for the majority, I, ha- I did have quite a few shares. Now I maybe have a couple. And I'm not going to go out there and drop a lot of money on him because I don't know. But, again, okay. if I have a good team or I have a team that I need to win this week, you know, I, I'm going to look at it differently. And that's how you should treat all your teams, depending upon where you are and stuff. There isn't, no you hear somebody, well, 20%, 30%. Right. You, know, you got to know your team. You know, if you have a, somebody that's, say, comparable to him on your bench, you start that guy. I mean, you put right. a bid in
1: for him. But no, I think it's true. And if you're two and four, right, then the pressure is now I need wins. And so those kind of one week solutions are more viable than if you're five and one and maybe want to organize in a different way. So we talked a little Zach Evans. We talked about some of the San Francisco guys. What other running backs might be on your radar, Matt? You know, I have a couple as well. I know you like to give me watch list guys and maybe who the top three are. I really think, you know, we're going to see a lot of people making claims for Zach Evans. I think we're going to see a lot of people making. Making claims from Mitchell and Mason over in San Francisco. What are some other running backs that may be on your radar? I've got a couple, and you know, I always like to give you those roster percentages that shock you every yes. time. <laughs> so uh I'll, let me ask you first: who are some guys, and then I'll 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 give you some others that you may be surprised that are more I'll widely go with available. One, and then
0: I want to hear these widely available guys. Uh it, The Texans, you know, Pierce. Just it, it seems like Salteries get more and more involved. In, in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to Stroud. He's had a, a remarkable start as a rookie. Though the Saints did keep their – I think it's 32 games now. The Saints have held a quarterback to under 300 yards past. Handle them. You know, they don't give up. You know, they're not really a good team. They have a good defense. You know, they just don't have – they, they just haven't had a quarterback in the last couple of years. It's really – got some skilled players on that team. But – uh, I mean, Singletary, somebody, I'm going to look for like a depth ad.
1: Um, right. Because Houston's everybody. on by this week, right? So that wouldn't yeah. be for this week.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, not everything is for this week. True. You know, you got to look at guys that, you know, can either help you in the future or you got to look for trends that are developing and stuff. And, you know, depth is a key. You know, how am I getting, you know, Chris Brooks, I would have said, throw a couple of dollars on him, too. But I don't know. He got Carter off at the end. He had that ankle injury. So I don't
1: know what's going to happen with him. But who who are your guys? Some of my guys that I would think that deserve kind of you checking out are, um, listen, Kareem Hunt is out there in two-thirds of leagues, you know, and he's, he's I think, growing into a larger role. He got signed, you know, with them kind of after the Chubb injury, and, you know, he's growing in his carries, growing in his potential split in time with Ford. I also always tell you to do your due diligence on teams that are coming back from the bye. Pittsburgh coming back from the bye. You know, you and I both have believed that Jalen Warren was a more exciting back than Najee Harris, and teams... Make some decisions after the buy. And so I do think Warren could get even more potential, even more touches, even more activity. And you'd be surprised to see that he is available in 40 percent of Yahoo leagues, Matt. And that's, that's, because of that's why I wouldn't even mention Warren. Right. Because, because would you would think, think obviously, he's not going to yep. be out. There. And another but, one. Would, Another one that might like be interesting for for me is available in half leagues and he probably got dropped in some places because of the concussion is now Roshan Johnson in Chicago right yes. like you know we know Herbert is going to be out for a while, right? And and Johnson had the concussion, but unlike some other injuries, concussions are usually like a one-week thing. So after he clears the protocol, he might be back in the fold and he is available in about half of leagues. So that's another guy I would think. In addition to the Evans, the San Fran guys, I'm looking at Roshan Johnson. I'm looking at Jalen Warren. I'm looking at Kareem Hunt, especially with six teams on by as guys who you may be able to put a claim on. You may be able to, spend some fab on and be able to use in the short term? Uh, To that, yes. It could
0: possibly be Roshan season. I agree with that. I mean, Warren would probably be my
1: top guy. I think he's going to get more now after the bye, right? Like when the Steelers look themselves in the mirror, I think they are going to realize and maybe Taylor makes some more for Warren.
0: If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. And depending upon CMC status, if he's going to be at a week, two, or longer, Obviously, if Mitchell's the guy, he he has to. That's something you just go all in on, or Mason, you try and get as well. So yeah, I mean, like I said, it, we're at the halfway mark basically. So I don't know what you're waiting for. I'm um, now. Like I said, I'm building my teams where I'm looking now, and I, I want to have my my team pretty much set in the next couple of weeks. Where. If I can, you know, maybe you get that little cheap waiver wire steal. Like a couple of years ago, I got a penny, like in the last waiver run that I had for like a buck, and nobody bid on him. And he
1: helped me win. Oh, he dominated that playoffs a couple of years yeah. ago in the last. And I got him for a dollar.
0: I couldn't believe I got him. I, I didn't have any money left. I had like a dollar left, and that's what I put on him. Mm-hmm. And I got him, and that was the difference. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think all those guys you mentioned, you just. You know, you got to be in on. And Jack Evans, I'm going to be in on. I'm just not going to go over the top. Okay. Unless I hear, you know, this Williams injury is is severe. But the one thing I will say with Evans is opportunity is a wonderful thing. Sure is. What you do with it, you know, he goes out there and balls against the Steelers. And, like, we see this kid and everybody's like, whoa.
1: Then all of a sudden, right.
0: All of a sudden, he gets gets maybe a role that he would have never had,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. even with Williams back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like once you have the chance, what you do with it, you know, could make it be more of a committee, even when Williams gets back. You know, we shall see, to be sure. Um, you know, when I'm talking about injuries, you know, Debo Samuel. Along with that, you know the kind of San Francisco, how they were their match unit. I mean, Trent Williams went down, but I think he came back into the game at some point as well. But that brings mm-hmm. me to the wide receivers, right? Whether it's a guy like Debo that you lose, or I'm looking at these teams with the buy. We talk about feeling, you know, a Jamar Chase, a T Higgins, a CD Lamb is on buy. We've been talking about guys like Tank Dell and Nico Collins, guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson. They're all on buy, so you may be feeling the walls closing in a little bit on the wide receiver position as well. Are there any wide receivers that you have your eye on that are on your radar?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll say this name because I'm assuming he's going to be like 50% available. Go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) Rasheed Rice? Yes! I I think he has been trending up. He looks to be clearly their best receiver. And with Justin Watson,
1: he's only making
0: a couple of catches a game, but he was running a lot of routes. He was a trusted guy when he got broken elbow or dislocated elbow. Mm -hmm. Something so Rice, I think his role only expands here. Uh, and he's a guy
1: that you know he looks good to me. So let's play the game. How available do you think Rushy Rice is right now in Yahoo! Lee? Let's play the game. I mean, originally
0: I would say 50, but I'm gonna go 32%. He's he's only owned in 32%, so I guess like 68%.
1: Close, he is on rosters in 45% okay. of the so one out of every the first cool people that are listening to the fantasy freestyle <laughs> right now to win their leagues and win that cash. You can go out and get Rashid Rice. Yeah, he's coming off 72 yards. That's his season high. And I think yeah. to your point, they even said it on the telecast, I believe, on uh Thursday night, whatever it was, that he's the only person that seems to be establishing any trust with Patty Mahomes. Like obviously Kelsey, right? But Mahomes doesn't. Mahomes doesn't trust Sky Moore. You know, Mahomes doesn't trust MVS. He is looking for mm-hmm. Rice. And I do believe that he is the most consistent wide receiver. The other thing I'll say talking is talking that- about rookie wide receivers. Yeah. I, I, I gotta throw this in because we
0: talked about him in the preseason. JSA, ah, if he was dropped, they have the Seahawks have an incredibly difficult schedule. I posted it on uh Twitter, actually, whatever the hell it's called now, oh, about an hour ago. It's brutal, but, and they're wide receivers. I mean, DK, the touchdowns have kind of like saved him, but DK, 47 yards, 75 yards, 112 yards, 34 and 69. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 10, 59, 34, 54. He had 94 this week. Prior to this week, Noah Fant had more receiving yards than Tyler Lockett. How crazy is that? That is crazy. JSN this week ran the same amount of routes as Lockett and DK. His A dot went from like three point two to seven point six. This is the post by bump. This is a guy who I'm still holding on to the belief is going to be a league winner. If they're going to win these games, they got a four game. They got Arizona this week. Then they got the Browns, the Ravens. I think Washington. They got a four game stretch in November into December of San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia. That is brutal. And then you add on the Browns, you add on the Ravens, you sure. got like the Steelers later on. That's just, you know, pretty damn tough defenses to go up against. So, just I, I wanted to mention that if Curtis Samuel is still out there, this guy keeps producing. He does. He, he has totally leapfrogged Dotson, who we all Absolutely. love in the preseason. And Terry McLaurin hasn't been like all world Terry McLaurin. I mean, maybe that's due because they're spreading the offense out. Mm-hmm. But you look at his WOPR; that's like, uh, you know,
1: his his metrics aren't as great as as they once were. So, no, you know, I, I think Samuel is a good it. call. And you know, it's interesting. People are asking me questions on social media and an article that I write for the Athletic. People a lot of people are asking about is it time to cut bait on Jahan Dotson. You know, and part of the reason why it might be is because to your point. Curtis Samuel has leapfrogged him. He is the wide receiver, too, for that commander's offense. He and McLaurin, I believe, are both in the top 25 or 30 so far throughout the season, whereas, you know, Dotson is, I think, performing at something like wide out 68 or something like that so far. So I do think that's a good call. I mean, call. if you have
0: a deep – it depends on your league and where you're mm-hmm. at and stuff. I mean, I want to put him on a bench. Like You, you could bench like I said, You have a good enough team. There's a reason why we have benches, but you the know,
1: walls are closing in because you got. Oh yeah, no, close have to hold he's been to other people.
0: He's been dogs. Can't do it. He hasn't been yeah. it. He's been, and then he dropped the pass this week, you know. So it's not really like. Uh, I want winners. A guy who had two weeks ago balled out on Thursday night, put up a dud against Atlanta, but the Giants have just been terrible against the tight end. Like Logan Thomas. In, I think Logan Thomas is a guy. If people dropped him or he's out there. He's a good tight end stream this week. You know.
1: All right. Fair enough. And I, I got a couple of tight ends as well. But before let me wrap up on some wide receivers to throw mm-hmm. out there with the Rashi Rice, by the way, they got the Chargers next week. I think that'll be a high scoring matchup, which will also help Rice's production. Two other names. One, I always tell you to go back to the teams that are coming back from the bye. You will be flabbergasted to know that. Romeo Dobbs is available in a third of leagues now. If you remember that Monday night game where he had, what, one catch for four yards and then the bye? So that's one of those kind of due diligence to check. He may be available. And I want to get your thoughts on one guy. It's not sexy. It's going to sound nasty. What do you think about Giants wide receiver Wondell Robinson? This is a guy. Listen, he's getting more and more targets every week. We talk about how there's no alpha there. I know you like Waller on some level, but this guy has a great catch rate. 88% of the targets he hauls in, okay? And eight of eight Um on Monday night, and listen, the Giants are going to be down. So game script, I think, is in their favor. Wandel Robinson is available, Matt, in eighty-one <laughs> percent of leagues. And the way you, the way you responded, makes you think. Uh, makes me feel like you don't think I'm crazy. Like that's a viable. No, athlete. I. He's one of my highest-owned
0: players. Uh, I mean, he's basically been on my bench. And I think what the Giants eventually need to do is he needs to, he in PPR. He's perfect for PPR, Wandel. Right. You like say he's underneath targets. And he's gonna just you know he catches eight balls, and reels in sixty yards. That's fourteen points right that there. That works for me. You know, but how Jalen Hyatt hasn't been more integrated into this? <laughs> they don't have it. Maybe it's the, they don't have the time to throw the ball down the field. That uh, probably
1: is it. You're not trusting Daniel Jones or Terod Taylor to take a seven yeah. seven step. So yeah, no, I really like line. the Rondell Cole. Uh, he's a guy. Like I said, one of my. Um, I either
0: drafted him very late towards the end. At first, I thought he was going on the pump. Then when he wasn't, I was taking him late. And where he was available in that week one or lead up to week one with the waivers, I was picking him up and, you know,
1: the Giants exactly. don't have much <laughs> exactly exactly someone's got to catch balls and like I said they're going to be down in games we believe so the game script will be you know helping the underneath wide receiver that is Wandell Robinson I can't believe I know you saw it also as a guy who loves the bills like in that game how many times was Wandell underneath for like six yards and then he just cuts right upfield splits defenders and winds up getting a first down. Yeah, that play, was an embarrassing
0: know. performance by the
1: Bills. That yeah, was, I hear you. They, they honestly
0: deserve to lose. The there were some saying. big
1: boys that went down this week, whether it was San Francisco, Philadelphia, and others knockout pools. Watch out! Yeah, so and,
0: what, and what's crazy is those were, you know, both on the road, which is yep. always. I don't care. It, it, yep. it is tougher to win on the road, but two really good defenses. You know, the Jets, yeah. Cleveland, even without two Jets. corners, that defense balled and the browns like we've been saying the browns defense is an elite yeah. defense
1: they are they lead the league i think in yards given up i think they lead yeah. the league in uh third down uh, you know efficiency like getting off the field and more listen i i took your advice kept the browns defense throughout their bye and then kept my second defense and didn't start the cleveland against san francisco mm-hmm. but kept two defenses and and in a lot of places i wound up with the I wound up with either the Rams or the Saints defense as my plug-in for this week. And now I'm just going back to Cleveland and I'm dropping these other defenses for guys like we're saying, whether it's a Zach Evans, whether it's a Wandell Robinson. Let's go to tight end real quick. We've only got a few minutes left. You mentioned Logan Thomas. I'm going to give you two others that are on my mind. One okay. is Dalton Schultz again. He got into the end zone again. That's three in a row. He had 17 targets in his last two games. I know he is on a bye with the Texans, but you could do worse. But that's a- when you pick people up to. Exactly. You know, and so to be able to have him, if you're struggling with, uh, you know, the Kyle Pitts of the world. And the other guy I want to get your thought on is, um, it's a rookie, Mayor in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's for me what it is. Over the last three weeks, Matt, His snap count has gone from 51% of snaps to 66% of snaps to 81% of snaps. So he's clearly learning. I think he's leapfrogged uh, uh, Hooper. He's coming off of five catches, 75 yards, Mm -hmm. right? But we've got the Jimmy G issue, right? If Jimmy G isn't there, I wonder what that means. What do you think about Mayer? And what do you think about any other tight ends you may have on your radar?
0: Schultz, I wasn't a Schultz guy. I didn't draft okay. him anywhere. But the last two weeks, he's come on. If you can sneak him in with the buy or get him cheap, and you have that uh, availability, you know, to hold him there, you know, stra- you know, I, 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 would want him. And mayor, I totally agree. I mean, look, Laporte La has been a beast. He's probably my most owned tight end, sure. and it's a reason why my really good teams, and especially in tight end premium, are doing really good is because they all have Laporte on there, but. Mayer was like one of the most productive tight ends in college. So this yeah, is a guy. Who, absolutely. I didn't know him. And in my tight end premium leagues, I, I got him in a couple of leagues Saturday night. You know, there's guys and guys like Hunter Henry, who I was big on and have a ton of shares. They're not producing anymore. This uh, Patriots offense has become a no, it's horrible. It's not all Matt Jones. I mean, Matt Jones, I'm not trying to defend him, but you know, Parker's got to make that catch in the end sure. zone. Mac Jones threw a beautiful ball, like 50 yards, and you got to come up with that. So yeah, I think those are three guys uh, right there. And you know, try and play the matchup. Look at teams that aren't good versus tight ends, you know, play the matchups. And you know, sometimes all you need is that touchdown. Like that's right. Saying, they are
1: touchdown you dependent. Just need that touchdown. Hello. Real quick, I know you were talking about how much of a wasteland it is at quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. In your leagues. And listen, I got one guy. We got, you know, a lot of banged up injuries. What if I tell you, I got three guys for you. What if I tell you that Sam Howell is available in 60% of leagues? What if I tell you that Derek Carr is available in 70% of leagues? And what if I tell you that Desmond Ritter is obviously widely available among others? Any of those guys? uh I'm not a car guy.
0: Okay. I'm not a car guy. Uh, Howell has been really good. I don't know how the hell he's out there. Especially considering, like, you know, the quarterback two scenario right now. Yeah. Guys, but except for that Bills game, even in, like, four-point passing, leagues, put up at least 20 points or more in, like, every game.
1: Yeah, 50 uh, attempts against the Bears, I think, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did, like, 55 in a row
1: passes right.
0: when they were down. And Ritter, that was the guy I wanted to mention. Like, and there's a team I have that has Fields and Cousins. Right, Fields is out. Cousins don't have Jefferson anymore, and Cousins is facing the Narnies this week. I'm going after Desmond Ritter. Okay, you know I'm I'm going to start Ritter. The one thing I do have to caveat with Ritter is on the road versus home. He seems like a different. That's true. That's true. And he's coming off back to back 300 games passing, Uh, both were home, I believe. And here's the key stat: the last two games, London and Pitts. They've Got 20 targets and 18 targets, yes. And John Smith that was the other guy. I forgot John Smith is for real, yeah. Even with Pitts getting a touchdown, John was quiet the whole first half. I picked him up. Oh my god, what a sucker! I was calling myself a sucker <laughs> yeah. when you half. saw
1: Pitts in the end zone, right? Right? Right?
0: Yeah, and then John, who you know, saves the day in the second half gets touchdown, makes a few catches. So, and they play different positions, they're both tight ends. We talked about this. Yep. One's a move, tight end. And so, yeah, John was out there, but Ritter at home, especially, I think he's streamable on the road this week at Tampa. It's rough, but I'm going to I'm going to roll
1: with him probably if I get him over Kirk Cousins facing uh, the Mariners at home. Listen, there's tough decisions to be made. The Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Titans and the Jets are are on by so there's plenty of considerations we know about the injuries that have happened so listen it's it's slim pickings but those are some guys that are out there i'm with you ritter especially at home has looked decent on the turf well there you have it that's another edition here of the fantasy freestyle make sure you get those guys out of your lineups make sure you do the due diligence with the packers and the Steelers. we gave you how we would adjust to some of the headlines and injuries from week six we gave you some running backs some wideouts, tight ends and some quarterbacks Backs to have on your radar and it is a, a quirk that matt likes to know after six teams on by this week i don't think there's anybody on by next week nope. so you'll get everybody back next week and we will be here to discuss it so for my man matt modica i am the spitting statistician dane martinez hopefully you get what you need it's halfway home guys make the adjustments and go make that playoff push and then come on back and listen to us next week as we continue to help you win your leagues and win that cash we'll see you then for matty modica i'm dane martinez this is another edition of the fantasy freestyle we out peace Uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs I just hope we can win a game